Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Samuels and welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Hope from Minds podcast. I'm here with Delaney Workman and today we are talking to Dr. Finley who received his PhD in Chinese medicine with a focus on spinal cord injuries and nerve damage and he's also the head of the acupuncture department at University Behavioral Health Hospital in Denton. So welcome. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, so my first question is just kind of a general, tell us about yourself. How did you become interested in acupuncture and Chinese medicine? So um, when I was in high school, I had a lot of digestive problems. And it was, um, it was something that no one could really put a finger on. So went to the doctor, got tested. They couldn't find anything wrong. And it kept getting worse and worse. And it was like an IBS type situation. So it seemed to happen a lot when I got nervous, I'd get stressed and have to run to the bathroom and it just kept getting like more often and more frequent um, to the point where I was playing baseball at the time and ended up quitting baseball just because of the road trips. Cause it was getting like too stressful. Um, so we had a family friend who was an acupuncturist and I got to the point where I was like, I don't care what it is like, I don't care what you're doing, just make this go away. Like I'll try anything. So went to see him and within just a few treatments, I had made huge improvements. So that was kind of my door in. So after that, I really got curious about it and started asking questions and, you know, wanted to know why that worked when other things weren't really helping that much. And, um, I just, I really loved the theories and the ideas. Because it, it came from a perspective of a living, changing, functional body. Um, and I just, I love that. And that was kind of my uh, doorway in. And I was like, that's it. That's what I want to do. So were those, were those acupuncture therapies that you got? Was yeah. It? So I got acupuncture and it, it resolved really surprisingly quick. So I had tried some medications and some other things and just hadn't seen much help. Um, and that was, it was shocking to me because it, it resolved very quickly with acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Now this was interesting. I read in your bio that you practiced and excuse me if I get this wrong, eight step praying mantis Kung Fu. Yeah. So, um, after, I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, so after, after kind of leaving like baseball and some other sports, I went to martial arts. Um, and yeah, that was one of the ones I knew nothing about it either. Um, it was literally like open up a phone book, put my finger down and I was like, I'll try that. So, um, yeah, I was in the same boat, didn't know a thing about it, um, and got into it and really loved it. So have, have been doing that for a while as well too. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, how did you fix your digestive issues with Chinese medicine? So my problems ended up being really nervous system related. So they were right when they were looking at the digestive system and going like, we don't see anything wrong. Like there were, at that point, there was nothing really structurally wrong with it. Um, I was just getting like way too stressed out and that was triggering um, 
a really strong sympathetic response that was affecting my digestion. Um, so when I got acupuncture, it is really, really good for nervous system problems. And it basically re, um, helped my nervous system reorganize itself not to get into that super stressed out sympathetic response and uh, be able to handle different stresses. So it was really through getting the nervous system fixed that helped my digestion. Interesting. Um, so why did you decide to focus on spinal injuries? So I had a, I had a patient come into my office um, probably seven, eight years ago, and she was in a wheelchair and had a spinal cord injury and was kind of like, you know, I don't know if you can do anything, but let's see, you know, if acupuncture can help at all. So at that point, I didn't know anything about spinal cord injuries really or stroke beside what I've been taught in school. And uh, I said, okay, let's, uh, let's do, I don't know either. Let's see if we can work through some things. So um, did everything I could to learn and continuing education and finding mentors. And she just did amazing and was up walking and um, in a walker um, and just did great. So after that, I was like, okay, I really enjoyed learning this. And it seems to be something that not a lot of people do. And there's not a lot of options for people with spinal cord injuries or with brain injuries. Um, so from there, I was like, okay, that's where I want to focus and really put down roots in. So that's what I've been doing basically since that time. And I've now worked with a ton of people with, with brain injuries and spinal cord injuries. <laughs> How do you convince someone with, you know, well, first of all, anyone, but a lot of people here are more Western medicine bent. How do you convince them to try acupuncture? So um, that's always a tough one. For me, I'm at the point now where I don't have to do any of that. So I have patients who have had good results or have had things. So they generally will tell, you know, someone before they make it to my door. Okay. Um, so it's, it's been a really a lot of word of mouth stuff. And um, I do a lot of functional neurology testing. So I've been trained in that and can kind of translate between the two. So I can, I can look at something and say, hey, you know, Chinese medicine describes it this way, but it has a very strong correlation to this in, in kind of traditional anatomy and physiology. And I think that puts people at ease a lot of saying like, okay, there's a lot of crossover and they might be using different language, but really they're saying the same things. Um, so it's a lot of that of, you know, people have already kind of had the word of mouth part and then being able, I try to as best I can explain it in terms that you would understand. So I think that makes it a lot more accessible when mm -hmm. they go, okay, we're not, I'm not telling them some just so esoteric concept. I'm going like, oh, that has a real connection to, you know, something we see right here in the brain with how it's functioning. Mm -hmm. What about, um, like when I think of acupuncture, the first thing I think of is oh, a needle in your face. <laughs> That sounds painful. How do you, do you know, do you have problems when patients come in? Like, even though they want to try it, they're like a little hesitant with the Occasionally, um, usually after the first time or two, it's, it's pretty, they see like, oh, it's not a big deal. Um, and kind of no problems. Um, usually though, it's, it's kind of funny. I know that uh, men are usually much worse than women. So <laughs> women come in and are like, no big deal. This is easy. <laughs> And uh, I know a lot of times, and even for me too, I was pretty nervous the first time. 
it was like men seems to struggle a lot more. So I know to be a lot more careful, as funny as that sounds, with male patients because they tend to be a lot more worked up where yeah. I think women just deal with pain and they're like, eh, no big deal. <laughs> um, how does acupuncture specifically help someone who has had a traumatic brain injury? So it's um, the acupuncture is phenomenal for um, nervous system problems because it's a direct stimulation to the nervous system. Um, so with a brain injury and with all, all diseases, you have to triangulate where you're at. So a lot of like from a functional neurology perspective, we're looking to triangulate what tracks of the brain are not working well. So for example, if it's like the frontal cortex to the brainstem connection is really not firing like it should, or if it's a cerebellum issue or any of these issues, then from there, the acupuncture will um, allow me to get down really specific to that area and target it um, to get more blood flow into that area maybe, or to help it to fire correctly. So it's really good on regulating brain firing, how it's firing, if it's too low or too high in a specific area. Um, and the other, the other really big component, especially at the start of a brain injury, is dealing with the inflammation and the just trauma that's there. So it's really good at getting the circulation to help your brain start clearing those kind of waste products out. Because if left unchecked, they cause lots of problems and really slow down the healing process. Okay. Um, you have worked with soldiers who have PTSD. How does acupuncture help with the emotional side of the injury? So that, um, oh, I do a lot of work with that on the, um, again, nervous system. So get into a, a situation where that sympathetic is way overly active. And the sympathetic is kind of like the gas pedal. So it's the, the fight or flight, the adrenaline, the really amped up response, which we need for survival things and to deal with, with stresses or threats, but we shouldn't be living in that state. And most people with PTSD are living in that state and they lose something that's called top-down regulation. So the brain should be in charge of down-regulating, whether it's pain signals or stress signals or different things that um, you're not experiencing, but you might feel like you are. So the brain's in charge of down-regulating that, that process. And usually people who have dealt with trauma lose that ability to regulate. So that's the acupuncture comes in really well about restoring that top-down regulation. So someone who has uh, PTSD can say like, oh, I just heard a loud noise in the store. Instead of curling up in a ball and um, being or crying for days, I can experience that kind of loud sound and keep going with my day because the, the brain returns to that ability to down-regulate, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's interesting. After after my injury, I couldn't go to a movie theater because like, yeah. the noise would just like freak me out. Right, there's all these triggers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that has to do a lot with uh, priming. So the the different um, cells in the brain that are supposed to take care of the neural connections, they get all primed up. So they get in this stage where they're almost in a like destroy and repair stage. So. Mm -hmm. you hear something and it instantly is already primed up and ready to go with that response. And yeah. yeah, that's a lot of problems. I didn't write this question down, but uh, just a general question. Can't, uh, like, let's say I couldn't come see you anytime soon to, to deal with 
like a heavily sympathetic nervous system? Isn't there a lot of like breathing techniques you can do? A lot of breathing techniques, which are, can be really powerful. Um, I use, I use a lot of breathing techniques too, to try to get, especially the soldiers out of that response. Um, and, uh, for your listeners, there's, if they want to look up, um, there's a guy named Vim Hoff. Um, and he I holds, know, right? yeah, the Iceman holds a lot of records. Um, and he has some really great techniques, um, that can help with that overly, um, sympathetic response. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, this is the last question we ask everyone. And it's like, what are your top three recommendations for either patients? So if there's a patient that's listening or a parent who has a child that has a brain injury, what would you recommend to them? Yeah. So I would say, um, the first one is, is find someone who does functional functional neurology and get an exam done. Um, cause those are, those are what are considered soft neurological signs. Um, and what that looks like is there's a lot of different testing with eye movements, with how the uh, peripheral nervous system is doing that can give a window into what's happening in the brain. Um, where the real kind of hard neurological signs are like an MRI or a CAT scan. Um, and I found a lot of my patients haven't had someone to really do a functional exam um, and really target exactly what area is going on with the brain. Um, so that'd be the first thing I'd say is, is find someone who can do that because it really it's, I found it's really encouraging for patients because we can track these signs and we'll watch them change over time. So we'll look at what's happening with eye movements, with the, all the other tests and they'll change pretty drastically. And, uh, even though their overall condition might not seem like it's changing that much, we'll see these huge changes in neurological signs. And then it's like later it kind of catches up to them. So I would say definitely find someone who can do a functional neurological exam. Um, the second thing I'd say is don't ignore the digestive part in a brain injury, which sounds kind of odd or out there maybe, but there's a very, very direct connection from the brain to the gut through the vagus nerve. So that's the 10th cranial nerve and it comes directly from the brain through the organs and through the gut specifically. And it will read very specific changes in the gut microbiome and what it's doing and react to it. And uh, if you have a healthy or really healthy gut, it makes it a lot easier on the recovery process too, because it's not, it's not um, having to struggle to get nutrition to the brain and get it what it needs. So I'd say a lot of people don't think about that in the recovery part, but really look at what the gut's doing because it has a powerful impact on the brain and in fact, in fact, they even, they've uh, coined a term called the gut brain access. Mm-hmm. So that's getting studied quite a lot now for changes in the brain related to changes in the gut. Um, and then the third thing I would say is get plugged into a group. So if you're a parent or caregiver, like get into a group of other people who are struggling with the same things. Um, Cause it, it's such a, I think it's such a valuable thing um, for just the patients to know they're not alone and for the caregivers too to like be able to talk about what's going on with their specific situation and see they're not alone either and that um, a lot of times you will get people who have or are farther along in the journey and really be able to help you through the process of recovery um, so that's what I would say for top three uh, real quick follow-up when you say gut health you mean like looking at something like probiotic or 
Um, just look at look at overall how it's functioning and really the environment in the gut. Because if it's if it's not healthy, then it makes it really tough on the rest of your body and specifically the brain. Um, so probiotics might be one part of that, um, but to look at kind of digestive health as a whole picture. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find out more about you? It's um, called neurorejuvenation.com. Um, and that's probably the best place. Um, go there and then on Facebook as well. So great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.